I'm Rain Phoenix. And I'm Summer Phoenix. And you're listening to Launch Left Podcast, Podcast, a space for famed creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels. Also an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Mm. You're joining us here today at Gold Diggers in Hollywood, California. And we have the immense pleasure of introducing you to Kev and Will B of the band Black Violin. Black Violin. Violin. Welcome, guys. All the way from South Florida. All the way from South Florida. You know we're Floridians. Are you? Yes. Time. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. We were raised in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Oh, okay. North Central, so not not quite as south, but actually close to Georgia. Mm. But I was born south. Yes, you were. And that's pretty rare to be born in Florida. Were you guys born in Florida? I was born. I wasn't born in Florida. Where in Florida were you born? I was born in Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, uh, Broward General in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Sure. I still live in Fort Lauderdale. You still live in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, how about you? I was born in Caribbean, Bahamas. Okay. That's where I was born. And when did you make it over to? I was about ten years old when I made it over here, and um, didn't leave. Stayed around, stuck around. <laughs> okay. And how did you guys meet? Uh, we met in high school, uh, first day of uh, high school in orchestra class. Okay, and you guys are in a band, and you play violin and viola. Yep. For Woo! us who don't it's a, know, it's not a band. Yeah, for it's us who don't know, it's an orchestra. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, yeah. You guys play in a soul, funk, uh-huh. hip hop orchestra. Yeah. Can you tell us, let us know what the difference between a viola and a violin? Well, I mean, the difference is the easiest way to explain the difference is. You know, everybody, most people are familiar with the choir, right? You got the soprano and the alto. That's pretty much the, the difference. You know, you got the violin, which is smaller and it's, it's higher pitched. You know what I'm saying? The viola is a little lower and sexier. It looks better. Is this a point of contention for you guys? <laughs> Nobody even knows what a viola is. They call it the viola, first of all. And um, But yeah, like it's basically, it's a violin smaller and it's obviously well, more well known. It has more of a defined voice. The viola is sort of a kind of an awkward sounding instrument honestly that's why most people don't play it but it's really important in the in the in the voicing of an orchestra you know so it's like it's like that middle it's that you know that that harmony that just gives it the color so it's on, important instrument. on your new record mm-hmm. on the song al green right. is that viola yes. that we're hearing okay yes. so that's what i wanted to know was right. that i was like okay now am i telling the difference it's all about her it you. always goes she back to her you, back. you have a well-trained ear so don't listen you listen to me <laughs> this i didn't learn in fifth grade but my question um here's my next question is i always feel that violins are like a, vo- a voice in a lot of ways right mm-hmm. and have a sense of urgency to them and when you guys are playing in your orchestra <laughs> Um, there's like a dueling quality between these voices. And I noticed on the record also, you often don't play violin and viola on the songs that you sing on. I mean, there are some, Mm -hmm. but I felt, and I wondered if like the, if that was maybe due to the fact that maybe you agreed with me in some (laughs) way and thought that also your string instruments were your voices in some way. You're, you're, I mean, you're, you're kind of spot on. I mean, I think, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we try to approach it very, very differently, differently than anybody's. If you think about, you know, jazz, you got the sax, the guitar. No one thinks of the string instrument in that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As an instrument that is in the forefront, that's 
in your face. You know what I'm saying? So we really try to be very purposeful about that. About if I'm playing, I'm more of the R&B, very like Al Green. It's very smooth. And, and with the violin, he's very kind of aggressive with it. Like he's rapping or spitting. You know what I mean? So we really try to be very, be very intentional about this is a violin, this is a viola, but you're going to hear it. You're going to hear us. And it's going to lead the situation, you know? I mean, the song that we are performing is Spaz. I mean, if you look at it and you hopefully you watch it um, on YouTube, you know, we kind of, we're trading off as if we're giving each other, we're like, yeah, you take a yeah. 16 and we take a 16 and we're going to yeah. come together and, and, and spit the chorus or spit the hook kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that our approach to it is a lot of why we've been able to have success because it's like, okay, it was one thing to not hear violins in that way, but it's another thing to not see violinists move like rappers like when we perform and how we approach the music we're 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 giving you classical music but it's in the same form that drake songs in yeah it's taking like gangster's paradise and being like here's a whole fucking record (laughs) exactly that's exactly what the whole idea is so it's like you know i'm always just um you know first of all i'm super impressed that you noticed that (laughs) i'm gonna give you all of it all of the all of the credits and all of the juice because that was a great catch and um and yeah like you know the violin and the saxophone i'll say the two instruments that closest to mimicking the human voice and you know we just wanted to take that and take it to a whole nother level and bring that idea into popular music and into hip-hop what brought you both to music well my mama made me do it to start (laughs) you know i didn't really want to play music i kind of got in trouble in my neighborhood and she was trying to find a way to get me to go to a school outside of my neighborhood so she put me in this music program in fifth grade and then it worked i ended up getting into the performing arts middle school i had to get in a bus and go to the other side of the, the the county to 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 study music and all of my other friends went to the normal school so it did kind of take me away from them so it did work um and it did what she wanted to do and then and then in high school we met and then you know we were just in this we kind of went to like a black fame like our whole school was just everyone did something you know but everybody was just like black or latina um and and in the middle of the hood in fort lauderdale so when we met we were just playing classical music but we met and you know we went to school in the 90s so you know i'm, I'm listening to like i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller like walking to the walking to my bus or i'm listening and that's when biggie was coming out i mean everybody like you know everything it was, was a great it was like the best time to be a teenager yeah. and listening to hip hop so we're listening and being immersed in this culture and then at the same time we're studying the violin and um and it just kind of kind of happened i don't i don't even wow, know cool. when i was like oh i'm going to be a violinist it just you know 30 years later we're still playing and, and, and so for you, you talk- and for you how okay. did me i want to know yeah, how okay, he fine, came fine, to music um uh, it's a little different for me i wanted to play the sax and they put me in the wrong class true story <laughs> you know and um i was really excited about playing the sax too and uh Aww. and i went to the teacher and I was like oh man I want to play and he told me to sign up and I guess the string teacher was in the same room and they just played golf and they bet it against me they're like listen whoever wins this golf game gets this kid in their class and I walk into the class and I'm like where's the trumpet where's the sax you know so I was stuck with the class about two three weeks and I just took advantage of it and uh, something clicked after like a couple of days you know I end up just really loving this instrument it was very different because I've never honestly seen a string instrument up close but um I embraced it and I loved it and you know 26 years later I'm still mm-hmm. still 
still playing. <laughs> right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you guys met in school, like you right. said. At, yeah, at, at we the, met in school, and we met it at orchestra class. Wasn't called Fame Academy. No, no, no. Uh, we went to Dillard, Dillard High School of the Performing Arts at Fort Lauderdale, cool. and um, and when we were there, you know, we were always playing classical music. But after class, we were messing around. Will would always play the keyboard and start singing. He used to love Brian McKnight at the time, and mm-hmm. so everything Brian McKnight, D'Angelo, like yeah. he was. So he was always just singing and stuff. And for me, like you know, I would, um, I would, I was just always into to you know producers. So like Missy was big at the time. Yeah, I remember Missy came out. Missy at the very beginning I used not to work out to her only man. <laughs> and at the very beginning, like she wasn't like really really well received. You know, she's so different. And but uh, Missy and Timbaland and just the way that they started, you know, making their beats. I was really just started getting inter- interested in just making beats, like right. you know, and that was my thing. But but you know, we were studying classical. We had you know three three periods a day where we studied classical music, and we just got nice on it. Like I don't think we were ever like we're gonna be the best violinist ever. We just taking this class and then we just get better and better every year mm-hmm. and then you know by the end by the time we were seniors we're like top three in the state you know and just from taking these classes we had no lessons nothing um ended up getting full scholarships to college um we went our separate ways he went to florida state university i went to FSU? florida, yeah. florida yeah. international <laughs> university and um and then you know but when we when we split up it just didn't feel the same like you know when we were at school everyone looked like us now we're in college and like i was literally the only black kid in my entire orchestra for the first three years and um so it was just a kind of a culture shock you Mm -hmm. know um and i think at that moment we started like you know be like all right well we studied this classical now how can we take that and then make these beats and make these hip-hop beats and take what we're learning from this this study and bring it into popular culture and then that was really kind of the focus after that well that was going to be my next question you talked a lot about intention and bringing these string instruments to the forefront and giving them you know using them as voices right so um, was that your intention initially to to go to the classical uh, community and say, yo, this is hip hop <laughs> and go to the hip hop community and say, yo, this is classical music right. and marry those two to try and bring those two genres together? Or was it just a very much like this is what we're doing? Right. Hope you like it. Well, I mean, it's it's very much like that. But at first, we just wanted to be producers, like Kev said. We wanted to be two major producers. You know, we were a huge fans of Timbaland. The Neptunes, you know what I'm saying, was yeah. big at the time. So that's it. We just wanted to incorporate something that we knew, which is classic music, in a way, in the popular music that no one's ever done. You know what I mean? That was the whole goal. And we had a whole label. We had artists that we, we signed to our labels or whatever. And we, um, we would perform with these artists in South Florida. And we noticed how the crowd was very focused on us. You know what I mean? So we'd perform with them and playing along with them in the back and they're always just really focused on the violins like what is that behind the rapper or exactly. the singer, you know what I mean yeah. so we then we said to ourselves man let's just let's try this artist thing you know what I mean let's let's really try this because the whole putting the violin in the forefront of the viola is something that's not new to us we've always done it yeah. ever since high school it was always fun for us but then we started focusing on being artists and that was just the natural thing for us to do it wasn't something that we you know, we woke up one day and said, "Hey, we should put we should put these two genres together." It just it was really in us to do it. It was very organic how it happened. You know, like listening to a song on the radio and pulling out the viola was just very natural for us. It just we didn't even think twice. No. It's just and hip hop. That's what hip hop is about. Honestly, it's about expressing yourself. It's about you find that one thing that you love doing. Just express yourself with that one thing, and that's what hip hop is all about. And uh, you know, I credit hip hop to just our ability to, to to really express ourselves the way that we do, you know? Yes. Sorry. I'm a believer. I'm in. Well said. Well said. Um, 
I also hear tones like in the songs that you do. Is it you sing? Who's who's Anderson packing? Uh, yeah. who's, who's Lenny Kravitz sing? Yeah, who's yeah. Andre 3000 all <laughs> over all the, the oh place my up goodness. in there? Man, those are three really good compliments. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. Like, great I, I, yeah. Obviously, those right. are that's massive compliment. But definitely, wow. th- that was what I was hearing. Thank you. That's wow. me doing all of those. You know. Amazing artists. I love the, every single one of those artists. And um, I think it started for me just, just again, just being in your own head as an artist and just going for it, right? Not, you know, just jumping and not even thinking about nothing, just expressing yourself. And over time, being on the stage, you, you develop, you grow. And as a vocalist, I started really developing as a vocalist. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, I'm singing songs that people are mistakenly mistaking it for Anderson Pack or Curtis Mayfield or whatever. So it's it's uh, it's great. It's a huge compliment. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which when brings I, us to your yeah, sorry, my second ahead. question, yeah. which is yeah, your influences. Like and we I I hate doing it, but I always go give us two top because then it because I have a million, right? You have a million. Yeah. So maybe just how about 10 top? Just tell <laughs> me who you love. Like who really, like when you were a kid, your mom maybe played, what got you to go like, wow, this, they, like connect, you know, because we really believe in music as a kind of therapeutic right. art and, and a way that it really touches, you know, it has the, it's the universal language. It has Absolutely. the ability to connect everyone mm-hmm. on the planet. And so like, how did, how did, like, wh- who were the, those artists for you mm-hmm. that connected you to music in that way? Well, you know, I would say like, you know, just to, to even step back a little music, you know, sometimes, you know, um, when I hear certain songs, it takes me to a point of my life, yeah. you know? So it's like, you know, everyone's influences are different, you know? Mine, like, you know, when you said, like, you know, thinking about you know, my childhood, it makes me go back to probably my first influence and the influence that's still like when I hear anything by him, I'm like, just like the hair stand up on me and it's Bob Marley Mm, right and I remember the reason why right the reason why is is that you know um, when I was a kid every morning my dad would wake up and listen to Bob Marley you know and and I didn't know what he was doing at the time I know now because I you know I'm older older and I understand the sense that we're in the room but but yeah like you know it it was just like something about that like he'd wake up and he'd listen to Bob and I'm like why do you always listen to reggae music in the morning he was like son that's how I cleanse my palate you know, and then and then as yeah. I started to as I started, got got older and I started studying Bob Marley and I started studying pretty much everyone's music, you know, I mean, even the biggest, best, like, you know, the people that was the truest to themselves. I don't know. I don't know if Bob Marley ever sang or ever recited an untrue or yeah. unreal so note or or lyric in ever. Yeah. Now, every other artist, even us, I mean, we've been assigned to Universal. We've done all, you know, yeah. oh, we need to put this track on here or whatever. Right. So there's notes and things that maybe I don't listen to 10 years later. And I don't think that Bob has any of that. And there's something about that, about being so true and, um, and the integrity of it. Yeah. So right. it's like it even it even exceeds music. It's more about just the, the a person that like lives their life like that you know because if they live their art that way then that's probably how they're living their life so he was probably my first true influence that like you know really changed how i thought and then i'll say my next one just to to throw that in i'll give my my top two uh, musically would probably be timbaland you know Mm -hmm. because i just loved how he approached making beats and it is why i do what i do now it's a big part of it not even the violin part but just trying to be creative you know he you know just listening how he did it i was always a huge fan of his and uh probably my, my my two earliest um influences 
Great answers. Yeah, those are, you know, two great choices. Obviously, I'm inspired by those as well. Um, definitely Bob Marley. Like, I agree. I mean, I don't think he ever uttered a single word that he didn't, he didn't believe in. And I'm I'm typically drawn to artists like that. You know, one of my favorite artists of all time is Curtis Mayfield. You know, I, I think the same of him. Just like the, you know, especially being of the times where he was creative and he didn't shy from speaking away, you know, speaking about things that he wanted to speak about, which was very necessary. And um, I just, I'm very, I'm very drawn to people like that. I was just really bold and just like, listen, this is how I feel, you know what I mean? And I'm an artist, so what? You know, I'm going to express myself the way that I want to. And I love that, you know what I mean? And um, his music really speaks to me. And um, another influencer, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know, yeah, Stevie Wonder for sure. Stevie Wonder, I would say, you know, Al Green, you know, the Marvin Gaye's of the world. I just love, yeah. I love that sound, that Motown yeah. sound. Yeah, it's we like, grew up with all, I mean, that was like. <laughs> I literally just told someone that yesterday. It was like, so what kind of music do you like? And I was like trying to go dip through like, well, I love PJ Harvey and Bjork. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to be honest, Motown is like right. my favorite is, right? genre. Like if you've right. been on Well, it's Motown just because of the feeling of it. Though, the right? interesting, yeah. what I was so just authentic, thinking like, about when you were talking about it. that. Yeah, yeah, it was like that level of authenticity right. is was their activism. And it. It was like such a gorgeous, which brings us, uh, uh, you know, yeah. to the third question that we always ask, which is like, how, you know, how does your art activate you? Mm. Um, and I have a feeling that because <laughs> your record is to me a kind of call to right. action to just to have hope. Right. Yes. Is it called Take the Stairs? Take the Stairs. Take the stairs. It, which so, in and of itself, right. I, feel, I mean, I don't know why you guys call it that, but to me it always means like, I'm not going to take the elevator. Right. I'm taking, you know what I mean? Like no matter how high I got to go, right. I'm, I'm going to take the stairs. Well, that's and there's it. that great quote, that's, that's there's exactly that great quote about, uh, <laughs> you know, take the first step. I think it was MLK who said mm-hmm. that. Like you might right. not know where it's going to lead, but take that first take step. That first like step. They, there may be an, imp- I don't know if it was, I think, I gotta look it up now while mm-hmm. we're talking. Well, you have but a song called One Step. Yeah, yes. exactly. All right. And that's the whole point of that yeah. song is like, listen, here's what it is. Here's where we are as a people, right? Now, let's, what's that next move? What's that next step? You know? Mm-hmm. Evolution. And um, yeah, I mean, our, our music is just, you know, our music just for some, for whatever reason, really lends itself to that. Even if there's no words to our music, it really, it really has this ability to really bring people together. It, it has this ability to really allow people to really think and broaden their minds and, and get people to uh, honestly, you know, develop a little bit of compassion with the people that's around them. Because if you come to Black Violence Show, there's all these different kinds of people that are in the same room together. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and there is something in, um, th- I think, the very instruments that you play. Like I was saying, there's like this level of urgency right. that comes from the sound right. that mm-hmm. they make. Yeah. And that d- that is so activating. Right, when right, you've right. got urgency with positivity, it right. is activating us all to unite. Yeah. That's real. And, and yeah. that, that's part of what we're trying to do. It's just like, you know, you know any art, any art, whether it's, you know, you know film television anything it's trying to create an emotional response now the people that are really good at it they can kind of pull at heartstrings depending oh I, I know how to make this person feel sad in this moment I know how them to 
feel empathetic of the, you know, and, and the really good creative people can do that in all mediums. And, um, for us, you know, I don't even think we try, but everything just always comes out hopeful, <laughs> you know, like, right. you know, that's sort of the heartstring we're normally trying to tug on because I think, you know, we both think that, you know, it's probably the, the thing that's needed the most right now. Right. And, um, and we have this awesome platform to do it. We, we are really good at tugging on that mm -hmm. string. So, um, we just kind of focus on it. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole right. staircase. Yes. Yep. That's yep. uh, yeah. that's, and that's, so that's what I think it might be in the yeah. title of yep. your record. Uh, like yeah, jumping off into hope, you know, like hope doesn't mean you get what you attach to getting or that yeah. you but it's just having faith and hope that like, yeah. you know, what your path is matter, like using your voice to, 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 to do, to be optimistic right, in, a, in right. a time when there isn't. And I really love what you guys, what it seems like you're talking about a lot on the record is, you know, about how there's so much polarity going on right now mm. and so much us against them. Right. And like, how do we, how do we, you know, highlight and talk about our shared humanity more? How do we come together around the things that, that we can connect on, right. like music and art and culture, you know, like how do we bring, like artists especially have that gift in many ways mm -hmm. right. to, to neutralize in a way mm. some of that vehement back and forth that goes right. on you know yeah. and uh and i really love that that was part of what you're talking about with the record i think that's really important right now and i salute you for even having the courage to step out and 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 speak to that mm. it's it's necessary i mean we live this you know we're human beings just like anybody else and, and the funny thing is man like you know there's something that we all have in common i don't care who you are i don't care how famous rich you are someone have has lost somebody at some point you know what i mean like that whole kobe thing right Oof. and you know man that if that doesn't really put some perspective yeah. i mean i don't know what else will because it's like bro this can happen to anyone look at a person that's just like and it happens to everyone it, does. it happens you to everyone you know what i mean happen. so it's it to me it's like like you said like how do we get to that place that we can see each other's common like see each other's just people right yeah. mm -hmm. like i see you across the street i see you from across the restaurant or whatever and it's just like yeah you look different you are different but yo we're the we're humans right mm -hmm. but at the same time um you know we don't do enough of educating people of just like you know what i mean like the differences should be embraced and should be loved you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you should see someone that's different and just like want to know and, and, and just, like, be curious and just love that person. You know what I mean? Like, education to me is the key. And I think we've been, you know, <laughs> we've been brainwashed for hundreds of years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, like, how do we break that mold? Again, what's that next step, that one step we need to do to, to really, you know, go into our future as 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 a species yeah you know for sure mean, so. i agree with that completely yeah. i mean and like you know and even tying it back to the music you know i mean like i don't even know if we necessarily are trying to do anything like we're right. we're just being artists and yeah. when we create our art we we recognize we have a platform mm -hmm. that people respond to you know they you know last night we were in uh turlock california mm -hmm. we've never oh, been yeah. there before played a show and um and just sort of the 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 response from from the crowd and you know you look out in the crowd and it's just black white purple green this nine-year-old 90-year-olds like everything you know and then after it they just um they now have this experience where they shared an experience with people that they normally wouldn't even mm -hmm. talk to and then it's like after the show they're talking like what do you think oh it's great and then you know i mean just to be able to have an art form that 
you know, and a platform that we can just by the nature of these, you know, big black guys playing violin, it automatically is something that changes the way people <laughs> think. But then to have uh, music and uh, a performance that kind of gives people hope, you yeah. know, I mean, it's not, I don't think we ever dreamt of something like this, but right. now it's a responsibility of ours because we have it. So. Yeah, right. but the fact that you um, see that, that you have the awareness of that and that you adopt that as performers you know right. is is what's super powerful and really important right now like I, I i'm of the opinion that you know we all have a marked amount of time here and a short window right. that we're here mm -hmm. and if we're artists like um to inspire each other to take responsibility and to use our platform to encourage and inspire young people all over this country and the world um, to use their gifts right. to, yeah. to translate and transform our culture and our friends and our enemies and right. all, you know why not like you yeah. have this incredible power and if you right. have a platform like give it away it, it mm -hmm. makes it more eternal in a sense since we have right. such a For short sure. window like right. to really care about the bigger picture it, it it actually adds to your personal experience right. of like singing a song or getting on stage or yeah, being on tour. It's I'm, like, I'm doing this in a wider <laughs> aspiration. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. truly, like if we really just came on stage and entertained you every night, it's like, OK, I mean, that's fine. Right. But, you know, we no, have this we like, have this idea. We have a, a, a time. We have 100 minutes with you. It's like, OK, we can entertain you. We could also inspire you and educate you at the same time. Call and response. And, yeah. Like, you right. know, I mean, it's like we 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 give ourselves to, to people because, you know, We've seen it come back. Like, you know, I remember 12 years ago, we were at a show, maybe longer. I wasn't even married yet. And we were at a show. Um, we just won Showtime at the Apollo. Like, our career is just starting. And then this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, I have these two kids. And they they um, they study with the same person that started you on violin. This is a local show, right? Wow. And I remember at the time, I, I wasn't, you know, I had some new girlfriend. I wasn't even, I, look, I talked to them a little bit. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, you know, da-da-da-da, you know, I want to be like me. Just make sure you practice, 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 right? Go, you know, just, this is just some snap shot from you know 15 16 years ago then fast forward maybe you know eight years later and we're performing again in a local show but a bigger show now we're sold out and then the promoter was like hey we got these you know young violin players to open up for you and i was mad me and will both mad like what we want to be the first violinist on the stage what are you talking about tell them no and it was like i already told them their dad said that they're gonna do it and i'm like all right cool so you know i sit on the side of the stage and watch these young kids just like play like baby black violin they're just like they're 15 and 16 brothers they go to our high school and like you know and they're performing i'm like wow like they're killing it out there and at the very end of the performance it was like i remember talking to kev marcus eight years ago and he said practice 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 i was like oh, oh my, my god, god and crying. i remember at the moment like i was just like at the moment i wasn't even really trying to talk to them about because i was yeah. like running out the door or whatever and then like you know that little moment that you know he it, it so helped much it meant so much to him yeah. to them and now they're like they're called sons of maestro and they're performers and professionals and they run around the country just like we do um and um and so it's like we I think in that moment we realize that, you know, you just don't know what that little exactly. whatever you can do, whatever seed you can plant. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to um, where it's going to grow. Yeah. You know, how it's yeah. Gonna grow. And that's that not so the important part is like keeping track of how you've influenced. No, people, right? Right. We just the important spread part it. is is doing your best. Right. It's one foot in front of the other, giving back in whatever way that you right, can right, as right. an artist. And sometimes it'll land. Sometimes that, that's not the point. The point is like it feeds your soul to right. give outwardly. Right. And yeah. So that's what's 
amazing. I think for a lot of people, like until they volunteer as an artist or until they do something that isn't about just them getting like somewhere, right. mm-hmm. right. they that's the first time they'll touch into that. Mm. But it's actually a thing that happens in you, as I think is an artist. I think it's in everybody. It. And yeah, I think of course. we, as humans, forget that at some point. I mean, yeah. that I think... There's something in everybody that it triggers. I mean, yeah. sometimes it may take you be becoming extremely rich and famous or whatever, then you just like, then it clicks. You know what I'm saying? Something may happen to you that, that it may come back. But I think, I think it's in everybody that if you do something and you do it well and you're able to take this thing that you do extremely well and give it to somebody else, mm-hmm. there's nothing... There's nothing like that. You can't buy that feeling. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And I think we're all hardwired to feel that feeling of just like, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was great. Yeah. But we lose it. You yeah. feel me? Like, mm-hmm. we lose it. Yeah. And it's funny. I was watching this, this scene from a show. It's on HBO. I'm not going to I'm not gonna promote no show now. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> yeah, I did. My bad. But um, the whole thing was about this guy who was a billionaire who gave away his billions. And he told this other guy he was talking to a quick story of how when he made his first million, he was so excited. He was just like hyped. Right. And that feeling of him making his first million, he didn't get that same feeling again until he gave away every penny that he got. You know what I'm saying? And that's just real. You know what I'm saying? I really believe that everybody has it in them. They just like at some point in their lives, they it becomes all about them and, and trying to get to this this mountain, this the top of the mountain you know what i'm saying and at some point they lose that you know what I mean? especially because they realize i mean i think eventually we all realize that there is no plateau there at the no, top of the there's mountain nothing there. you don't get up there and yeah. every all of a sudden you're yeah. like oh okay this is where this is how i, I climbed it, that here's the sad part yeah. here's the and sad part here's the sad part people will get there and they will realize at some point there's nothing there mm-hmm. right and then then what happens they try to come down you know what I'm saying? And sometimes mm-hmm. they jump down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's nothing up there. It's the journey. Yeah. That journey that you climbing up there and trying to get there and, and seeing people that are trying to get up there. You're like, yo, come on. Hop on my back. Yeah. I've been doing burpees all day. I'm strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got you. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, people lose that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there ain't nothing I up there. I find that same, like, feeling that you're talking about that is very intangible, Right. right? But in art, like I, Absolutely. you know, and you were talking about how like, um, uh, you know, that your influence is it's, it's more about like a feeling and a, and how a song can bring you back. And it's that sense. Right. It's like our many senses, like a smell, a sound, mm-hmm. whatever can bring you just immediately transport. And that's what you I was to... going to say about Bob Absolutely. Marley, like going back to both mm-hmm. of you chose him is like that his authenticity and his integrity as an artist is the kind of music that is so transformative that anyone that listens to it does get a little inspiration right. kick of maybe Absolutely. maybe I should feel that part of me that yeah. is there that I haven't felt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Music encourages, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the conversation we love to have here is that's why we call it an intentional space to yeah. highlight and empower artists right. is the idea that like when we have these conversations and we broadcast them mm-hmm. and when we cultivate that kind mm. of discussion in a very intentional way, right. we are putting seeds out there yeah. 
and it doesn't we're not looking to see where they plan or what happened but the point is we're putting them out there on purpose all of us together and when we help each other in the community that is like you said we don't you know if you've done a lot of burpees today come on (laughs) come on on, we'll climb this next thing together that that kind of uh that kind of connection to other artists that fans out to everyone and you're Mm -hmm. right it's not just artists that have that but i do think in many ways that artists have the ability to transform culture and we've seen that for so many generations and bob marley is one of those artists and i'll tell you like my kids exclusively i have a 12 and almost 16 year old Uh, boys exclusively listen to hip-hop and we just had a whole conversation yesterday about how Pusha t is just like not (laughs) recognized enough and when is he ever going to get a grammy (laughs) i mean that is so true and then this morning i put your guys's record on Mm -hmm. while i'm making breakfast and getting ready to drop them off at school etc and they were both like what what's this Mm. and i was like oh i'm interviewing these guys today we're gonna sit down and have a conversation he's like well what's the story and i was like i don't really know the story that's not you know we we kind of are we kind of stand we're here to learn we don't know anything we're here to learn learn, and that's why we're sitting down with you guys so don't really do research per Mm -hmm. se we listen to your music which was so thrilled but both of my kids were just like now this is good Uh, and i was so grateful that's what's up so first time i'm hearing that and it's also about like you know and it's 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 introducing them to something completely different yet they still still liked it which is you know the best compliment you know that anyone can give us and again you know we're just trying to make you know we definitely are trying to be creative we're definitely trying to do things that you can't hear anywhere else but Mm -hmm. yeah like just trying to spread this idea of hope and and the idea of taking the stairs even you know um will and i when we were talking about the you know we make the way our creative process is interesting we'll sit down with no kind of um, box so to speak no you know it's the, to, to quote like Deepak Chopra it's the law of potentiality so the idea that anything is possible when we sit down in the studio is sort of how we go into it we may have you know maybe want half vocals half instrumentals we may have some loose construct but for the most part we just go and then this album we were just like let's just you know put hope on the wall so we put hope on the wall we came out with these 13 songs and they really felt good so a manager's like okay we gotta name this album we gotta name this album we're like oh, we don't know like we don't want to call it hope we've been you know we're just talking about different things and then we went to Will, I went to Will's house and we sat in the back and we were just talking about our lives you know we both each have three kids we're talking about just where our kids are what we want for them you know what the idea of the album was it's not about just about preaching hope it's about what things are like when you are hopeful what they are mm-hmm. like when you're not hopeful what why to be hopeful it, it answers a lot of questions about it mm-hmm. but we didn't want to be direct with it so we started just talking about our career and you know we've been doing this for 16 years now we started in 2004 we sent a tape to showtime of the apollo in 2002 they checked it two years later we went on to showtime of the apollo and won four times and won the entire year with 2005 showtime apollo legends and that was how we started our career and then um i remember we got 20 grand but back then i mean you know american island wasn't out none of that none of those competitions Mm -hmm. were even created yet but it felt like i mean i don't know i don't think they even put out a press release like it was Mm -hmm. like we won but we were like on our own you know, and we just had to just go. And then for every year since then, we've been slowly just kind of, you know, on stages and in, in the 
back playing with Alicia Keys. We're in Iraq playing for the troops. We're on Broadway. We're, you know, playing with Lincoln Park and Thailand or wherever. And just slowly, every year, we're just rising to a place that now we're in 2020. And we're sitting here with you guys. And it's just, every year is better than... Oh, so you won the race. We This is the plateau? This is the plateau. We've worked our whole life to be sitting here with you two ladies. So thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) But, you know, we're thinking like, so it was like, you know, when we're talking about it and we're thinking about it. And then there are opportunities that we've probably passed up over the years. Like, hey, come play in this big person's band Mm. in in their background. And it's like, eh, I don't really. Or like every talent show wants us every year. And we're like, oh, we've done that. And I know we don't seem as big as, you know, to you guys, but we don't want to you to control our art so no you know so there's been many years where we just you know you know toss you know different opportunities to the side and for us we look at it as like you know we were like man you know because we took the stairs we didn't we didn't we let the elevator just pass us by mm-hmm. and I, and then we were like hmm that idea of just taking the stairs is interesting because for us it's like you know we feel as if like say say for instance these um guys that are on the talent shows right you know you go on america's got talent you win second place or third place or something like that it's basically as if an elevator just opened up you got in it and right. it took you to the 50th floor of a hundred story building yeah and then once you get off it then the, the show is over and then now, what are you going to do? You, you yeah. know what the 50th floor looks like. Mm-hmm. You're in the building. You don't want to go back down to the bottom, so mm-hmm. you stay in the building as long as possible. And eventually, you just like, all right, let me go back outside and just you know go back downstairs and see where where I'm at. And then you look at the building and like, oh, I've been in there though. I, I've been in there. All right, let me start from the bottom. And you end up doing it anyway. Right. So for us, it's like we just kind of took the stairs and we're like halfway up. But I mean, we know the marketing department. We clean the bathrooms once upon a time. <laughs> we know this whole building backwards and forwards. So yeah, it's just a different. It's a different yeah. um, approach to us. And like, you know, I think that since we're at this place, there's so much that can be gained from taking the stairs, from taking the hard road, because, you know, the way that we appreciate every single fan that comes every single night is different because we had to earn them one by one over the last 15 years. And you're years, modeling you know? that for your children, yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You're showing them what hard work does and Steadfast. the that you can grab right. from each of those things. You don't appreciate it when you just hop into the elevator. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. And by the way, you can have my seesaw metaphor if I can take your building. <laughs> you can take my elevator. building metaphor, yes. The seesaw, okay. you, and, you got it. And that <laughs> final question that, you know, I, I think we've been kind of talking about the whole time, which is sort of like, how do you activate your artistry in an activism way? Like, we're always curious about that. And I know you all play for the troops. Like, right. m- mm-hmm. more than once you guys have gone yeah. on tours, and, and that's really powerful. Right. Would you count that as kind of like what what you your give back in an obvi- in an external way? Or, look, you can just say, we've had a few artists say, like, just giving people a smile all day long, like smiling at people is their form. Yeah. So there's no pressure on having a specific, but that to me was like, that stood out like a lot of warmth in my heart for you for doing that I mean, that's a that's a part of it and, and it's funny and every time we we did it twice and every time we go back and um they they love it they're appreciative because mm. not a lot of artists go there and perform so, so they're yeah. just like oh my god thank you for being there so yeah. for us it, it's definitely a um something that we love doing man it's just again our music just does something to people right and uh, yes we, <laughs> i concur yes correct so, you so we can't ignore that, you know what I'm saying? We can't ignore the, the the kid that's looking at me with his eyes wide open that's just like, you can, I can tell what that little kid is feeling like. Oh my mm-hmm. God, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do something that's incredible, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily got to be the violin. It could be anything. It could be art, literature, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's something about that 
that we we can't take for granted. You know what I mean? Like like you know, not to be corny, but Spider Man. You know, but great power comes great responsibility. I Definitely, think. <laughs> Uncle. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said it, Uncle Ben. Yeah, so I we, mean, we, yeah. we we don't we don't take that lightly, man. And we see it everywhere, all across the all across the board. And again, that's for us. That's how we activate. You know our artistry and mm-hmm. activate ourselves and, and just really try to activate people. You know what I mean? Cause again, we perform in front of a crowd that are, is completely mixed. You know, um, just, I wanted to throw something in just about the activation. We also have a, a black violin foundation. Um, nice. we, um, we, we basically, what we do is we connect dots. So it's like, you know, for instance, we grew up and we had a really good teacher, but our teacher just did a couple of things like got us really good level instruments that gave us the confidence to get that college scholarship, mm-hmm. you know, or in the final year of, co- of high school, we didn't have money for lessons and he got a lady to sponsor it and, yeah. she trained us up and that's how we ended up getting the college scholarship so mm-hmm. like even though we were in a really favorable situation so to so to speak you know with the teacher there was still a couple of things that was necessary so um the black violin foundation we just started it six months ago we we're looking for donations but we're also um handing out um scholarships you know for kids it's, we have a uh, it's called the musical innovative grant you can check it out blackviolinfoundation.org and if you are a kid in need that needs just you know that violin lesson or that trumpet lesson or that trumpet or that beat that that computer to make beats whatever you can apply for our scholarship grant at blackviolinfoundation.org also how we activate our activism fantastic so cool well thank you so much again for being on the show we're gonna hear you perform in a minute um and i just wanted to let our listeners know not to forget to rate and subscribe at launch left on all socials hashtag launch left you can find us everywhere or at launchleft.com and also, was there something else? Oh, I just wanted to thank Audio Technica. We are so grateful because they have graciously, that's the word I was looking for, graciously donated microphones to the cause. So you're listening to our smoky vocals through Audio Technica's oh, right yeah. now. Thank you, Audio Technica. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, Black Violin Live. Thanks for watching and listening. <laughs> Thank you.
Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left of center artists in all creative fields. <laughs> 